Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, now is the time. It's another Rewind, an MOW Rewind. And I'm here with my podcast life partner, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Say hi to the people. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Today we got, uh, well, I'm not going to say a special guest, but we have a returning colleague. (laughs) Someone who I journeyed in the early days of MLW with. The second oldest man on the planet. The official NCD, the man who said he had time constraints, but releases a podcast every 17 seconds. Please welcome back to MLW Rewind, my former podcast life partner, Lewis Carlin. Lewis, say what's up to the people. Hey, it's good to be back. And I just want to correct you. It's actually every 18 seconds I release a podcast, not every 17 seconds. So my apologies. Just wanted my to clear that and uh, just having a want to dedicate this uh, sip of English breakfast tea to Richard Holiday. Richard Holiday, this, <laughs> this one's for you, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, Richard, you know here on MLW Rewind, we do not condone tea drinkers at all. Rob and I are coffee drinkers, but Lewis, Lewis and I, we've been messaging back and forth lately. We decided to get back and do another rap, you know, another sit-down conversation as uh, the new season of MLW creeps up ever closer. Now we are officially 28 days away which is pretty damn cool. So um, first thing off the hop, Lewis, welcome back. And I got to ask, you see in the draft, the first four rounds, what are your thoughts on the new additions? Most recently, Aries. Well, Aries is, I I was, I'll be honest, I wasn't really familiar with Aries, but I I was, I watched uh, him on YouTube. Great match against um, another uh, new signee, Aramis, which was a great, great match. Uh, so I'm very excited, but I'm the, the guy that I'm most excited about. I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty, I can't wait for him to step into an MLW ring. And I got to say, with all these new middleweights coming in, um, Ivan Reed's middleweight uh, championship could be in jeopardy there, man. It could be, but I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the only really challenge he had in the former division is now officially retired as the news broke. You actually were one of the first few podcasters to drop the news. Uh, Leo Rush officially retired from wrestling yep. after uh, uh, suffering an injury at Double or Nothing. So, um, and I think it was the right time. Uh, you know what they say? You always leave on your peak, leave on a high note. Might have not been the peak he was looking for, but I mean, Reed versus Rush too was definitely one hell of a way to go out on considering that was his last official really match televised match before his AEW appearance. So, I mean, if you're going to go out Reed versus rush Two lived up to all the hype that we had discussed in the early days of rewind, Rob, what are your thoughts on the new signee uh, or the new signees? And most importantly, this past round four, where we saw the Aries is coming. Aries looks great. Uh, similar to Lewis. I wasn't too familiar. went back and checked out some of his YouTube stuff. Uh, dudes, dudes. Awesome. And uh, I'm really stoked for Aramis, too. I mean, um, just I was doing some reading and this little little blurb I found on Aramis where he said, uh, this dream began when I was five years old. Uh, I knew with all certainty when my dad took me to my first training session, when I stepped in the ring, I knew that I would never leave. My love, admiration and respect for this have only grown since. Conan has been a fundamental part of my career. I will always be grateful to him for believing in me. And because of that, AAA has trusted and supported me. Now I have even more of a chance to show my style of fighting, and it has even opened the door to my new house, MLW. Love that. Love that. Clearly, dude's got passion. Um, and it's like what Lewis said, the middleweight division's getting pretty uh, pretty hefty. Like One thing I like about MLW, their roster isn't huge, so like everybody gets a chance to show what they can do, which I like. 
Um, but this MLW middleweight division is getting pretty packed. So it's going to be interesting to see some of the matches that are going to come out of this. And uh, I, again, I'm going to echo Lewis because I called it on our, you did. On our show. Moriarty dude is such a supreme talent has the best attitude. Um, but I believe, I think Alicia might've told us that he's not necessarily like a full signee. He's just I did. doing some, I actually did. You. okay. When I hit him up uh, for an interview, he got back to me right away. Cause we've been friends on Facebook for a uh, time. So we've messaged back and forth. I'm not going to say we're super tight, but when I message, yeah. he responds. Uh, he said, I appreciate you, dude, but uh, I'm not doing podcasts right now unless I'm officially associated with the organization. And since you guys are a full MLW oriented only podcast, I'm not going to be doing any appearances unless I get the green light from Court Bauer and the boys, which I know Court Bauer will uh, give the green light because he hasn't red lighted anybody that we brought on the show from the connections that Lewis and I made early on to what you and I have brought on since then. Um, uh, but he did say that uh, he's only going to make a few appearances and then we'll go from there. But he's really looking forward to show what he can do. And um, I know when I asked him, I said, well, one match I would love to see would be you versus the aerial artist, Zenshi. I mean, I think oh, that would be, if you're going to introduce Lee Moriarty to the MLW fan base, there's nobody better than Zenshi to put him over. What are your thoughts on that, Lewis? Would you like to see Zenshi versus Lee Moriarty? Oh, absolutely. You know how I feel about Zenshi. Zenshi, Zenshi is just fantastic. He needs to get a couple of wins under his belt, but he's just a fantastic, fantastic mm -hmm. talent. And I would absolutely love to see Moriarty against Zenshi. I would love to see Moriarty against Myron Reed as well. I know we mentioned the middleweight uh, championship. That's the match I'm looking forward to the most. I hope it happens. Myron Reed defending the middleweight title against uh, Lee Moriarty. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. I actually have a different mind and match for the, um, the middleweight division. I, uh, as much as I, I love everything that Lee Moriarty brings to the table, I'm more intrigued to see Aramis and Myron Reed go at it. There's just something about that match that intrigues me because Myron has speed Aramis, has, don't get me wrong, everyone in the middleweight division has speed, but there's just something about Aramis that just, it, it intrigues me. It intrigues me a lot, and uh, way more than Aries. I don't know what it is about uh, Aramis, but it, something about him, his style, the way he carries himself in the ring, oh, the yeah. stories that I've seen him tell, that match intrigues me more. Now, obviously, these guys will have to work their way up. They're not just going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Myron Reed the first week or two back, but it'll be interesting to see how the middleweight division plays out. One thing we haven't seen a whole lot of is I was expecting to see some new tag teams because I thought the tag team division could use a little bit of a reshuffle, and we haven't really seen any additions to the tag team. There are possibilities of some guys that could be put together as a thrown-together tag team, but still, the big dogs in the yard when it comes to the tag team division are obviously the Von Eriks, um, and of course, you've got the reigning defending champions, which is uh, Lowe's Parks, but I mean... Do we, do we feel as, as it gets closer to July, there are a couple more drafts. I know there's a round five and a round six. I know that for sure. Do we think we're going to get to see some more tag teams be drafted into MLW? Because now the middleweight division is stacked, which we spoke about a lot that it was very weak in the early stages. There was only four or five guys. Now there's at least 10. But again, the tag team division has two, maybe three teams at best, considering that Buku Dow and TJP are no more. That's now scratch. That's now scratch. Stretch away one of the tag teams in the division. So Rob, I'll pass this question to you first. Your thoughts on possible tag teams being drafted in MLW as we creep closer to July? I, I think it's going to happen. Um, Court's Court is a. Uh, the more I watch MLW, the more respect I have for Court Bauer and his his mind for for wrestling and, and business. Um, so I think he's aware that they're they're going to need a few more tag teams and they're gonna they're gonna do some pickups. Um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that's available that they might go for. Um, like you said, we might see some some people shoehorned together into a tag team, which like I'm I'm fine with. I, 
sometimes tag matches give people different opportunity to showcase their abilities because it's a different psychology than a singles match. So I'm okay to see that personally. Um, what if we saw someone like Zenshi and someone like Lee Moriarty actually like team up as a tag team? Like that would be some pretty lit matches. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to see some more tag teams come into the fray. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me to see maybe some uh, tag teams from elsewhere come into MLW and, and challenge too, because we know MLW is not adverse to working with people who are not necessarily signed or who are working for other promotions. TJP appears regularly. So um, it could be some real, some real interesting developments over the next few weeks. I like it. I actually have one team in mind. I want to call them heavyweight fight because it would be heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman, and let's fight Mike Perot. I think that would be an amazing tag team. Heavyweight fight. Book it. Sign it. It's got to happen. Lewis, I did that just for you. That was old school. What are your thoughts on some more tag teams coming into MLW? Well, Corp Bauer, and I, I agree with Bobby, uh, Corp Bauer is just fantastic in finding undiscovered uh, talent. There's one tag team out there that I'm surprised is not signed to a promotion right now, the besties in the world, Davey Vega, Matt Fitchett. I would love to see them in MLW. Uh, they would have tremendous matches against the Von Erics. And uh, that's that's one team that um, I got my fingers crossed. I hope we see in round five or six that they get uh, brought into the MLW roster. I like it. I like it a lot. But I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on heavyweight fight? I mean, that's just got gold written all over it. Oh, heavyweight fight. I thought you meant tag team. Sorry no, about tag that. teams in general, but also heavyweight fight. I mean, oh, no, heavyweight fight. I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'd be a fan <laughs> of heavyweight fight, to be honest. Um, two different styles. I don't think they would work together well. So I, I, I give a big thumbs down to heavyweight fight. Sorry. Uh, that's that's what I expected. I mean, hey, it's all good. It's all good. Listen, we only got about 20 minutes left. And I know you got your. Uh, your 1130 nap coming up. So uh, we'll try to speed this up for you real quick. Okay. Um, this tea is, this tea is extra caffeinated. So I'm okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Richard, I apologize again for Lewis. We got to get you on the espresso, bro. Yeah. I like your cup. I like the cup, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, but you have You're to welcome. do the pinky when you do the cup. You yeah. yeah you got to do this. You got to pinky. I can't, I can't do that with the big cup here. So oh, I tried it, but I'll drop it. It's the only thing big that's ever been in your hands. Okay. Hey, can I drop something real quick? <laughs> What? I don't know if this is speaking out of turn, but sure. uh, I tagged Court. I did a post on my story. Um, I know that his goal has always been Japan, but Tommy End, the former Alistair Black, would fit so well in MLW. His cinematic ability, his ability to tell stories, his character, his kickboxing background, he would just slot right in to MLW so well. Court, if you're listening to this, do your best to get Tommy end, man. Like yeah. that dude would just lift the whole division. There's only one small issue with that. Tony Khan could afford a lot more money than Court Bauer can. Sure he can, but 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 Tommy's already said he's not about the money at this point. So that's true. That's true. Could go that's anywhere. True. That's true. Good point. Good point there. And so I mean, Tony I, I'd Khan, like to see it happen. I just Tony Khan to is, is throwing around a lot of money, but I mean, let's be honest. He keeps creating shows because his roster is so oversaturated. So yes, Tony Khan has a shit ton of money. Actually, correction. Tony Khan's daddy has a shit ton of money. Let's get that straight. It's not Tony. Tony didn't earn the money. His dad did. Tony's just inheriting the money when dad kicks the bucket. So everyone's riding coattails. And hey, what's the best thing to do in wrestling right now? I mean, even though shows are open, especially in the States, they're they're doing shows. They're masked up. They're not masked up. It's all choice at this point. Selling out baseball stadiums, uh, double or nothing. We had a full crowd. So at this point, um, yes, absolutely. AEW has all the money in the world next to WWE, but obviously WWE is not going to pick up somebody that they released. 
fine. We know that. But the fact of the matter remains, is like Rob said, Tommy's not about the money. And it's all about showcasing great wrestling. And MLW has some of the best wrestling. And now with the Vice TV deal, a lot more people, a lot more eyes are going to see that. So, I mean, if Tommy wants to go back in and prove what he could do in the ring, which is what he never got to do on the main roster, he only got to do it on NXT and only got to do it for a little bit because he was so hot that he had to jump up. Um, I, I think Tommy would be great there. But unfortunately, I, it pains me to, uh, A, agree with Lewis, but also know that um, – He's probably going to end up in AEW just for the simple fact that um, uh, AEW is buying everybody. I mean, look, they brought Mark Henry out of retirement to do what? What exactly are they doing? With, and he was the big side. He was the big secret. Just like the last pay-per-view, Christian Cage was the big secret. I'm sorry, but wrestling is all about evolution. They actually even have a show called Evolve. How can you have one of your four now coming in January? Four shows. One of them called Evolve, and yet you don't fucking evolve. You're just WCW 2.0. And I don't they know. Are not, okay, let's not talk about EW because this is an MLW podcast, but we'll, I'm going to fucking argue with you off the, off air. Fine. That's but, fine. I'm okay with that. You could argue not with WCW 2.0. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. That's, they're buying all the legends. All the I legends. Agree. All the guys that should kick the bucket. I agree. It's it's not WCW 2.0. I agree 100%. It's Thank nowhere you. near WC, WCW 2.0. Not the whole it. format, but bringing in all the legends, it's the same type. It's same type of. Okay, field. but what are you going to do with Mark Henry? What are you going to do with Mark Henry? Show Explain me it. a wrestler. Show me a wrestler who has not gone through WWE in the past 20, 30 years. Almost everybody has. Almost everybody, from Kenny Omega to AJ Styles to all the way on down, they all went through WWE. So, you, it's almost impossible to sign somebody who hasn't been in WWE at this point. I'm not talking about that. Yes, you're right. That I agree with you. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the format of bringing. Why are they bringing in older guys when they have all these new talents? Well, Mark Henry is just going to be working in the back. He's working behind the scenes. He's not exactly. Don't make him. Don't eyes. make him as the big signee then and bring him out on pay per view. Just announce it on your Twitter. Guess what? Mark Henry's coming well, back. He's going to spread some knowledge. Well, it's it's Mark Henry. It's it's not. They're not bringing in Alex Kane to be, be work behind the scenes. That 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 they would announce on Twitter. Mark okay. Henry's a D'Lo, big name. D'Lo Brown is D'Lo Brown is just as much of a name as Mark Henry. Maybe not as big as Mark Henry, but he's a name. When he was added to the Impact Wrestling announce team, did they do a whole big thing? No, they just said, well, "Hey, look who's on the announce team." It's D'Lo Brown. Come on, that's Impact. That's Impact. Yeah, but anyway, let's get back to MLW, man. Let's get yeah. back. I think it's year. You started the train. It's all your fault, Lewis. Because you mentioned Tony Khan, it's all your fucking fault. All right, hey, you, I, I mentioned his name. You ran with him, man. So yeah, I did because but I don't. Th- I don't think AEW is going to sign Tommy End. I honestly don't. I, I hope think, they don't. I, I, I honestly and truly hope they don't because the roster is oversaturated as it is. You can't just keep okay. adding shows to fill your roster. That's all I'm going to say. You, you can even see him pop up in like Noah or something. I'm just saying. Like I know he wants to go to Japan, so you could see him not necessarily in New Japan, but in Japan. Anyways, speaking back of Japan, to MLW. Speaking of Japan, right before the season ended, a few weeks before the season ended, news broke that uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling was going to be coming to uh, MLW. Now with the new season kicking off, who do we expect to see from All Japan Pro Wrestling make any debuts? Who do we expect? How do we expect them to introduce All Japan into a storyline for MLW when the new season kicks off? Oh, I didn't hear this news. This is news to me. All Japan Pro Wrestling worked out a deal with MLW. They've been working out a deal for a long time. You and I talked about it on one of the second last. Not, uh, not All Japan Pro Wrestling. It wasn't a Dragon Gate. Sorry, my apologies. You're right. I retract. Yeah, you confused me there. What the? All right, Dragon Gate. Sorry, Dragon Gate. They are coming. How do we expect them to work Dragon Gate into the fold? You had me very excited there for a second because I love all Japan. I I love all Japan, but okay, Dragon Gate. Early for me too. 
I have two small okay. children. I was up at five. Leave me alone. Okay. So Dragon Gate, how do we expect them to introduce Dragon Gate into the fold as the new season kicks off in July? Who's that? Who's that question for me or Bobby? Oh, that's for that's for you there, oldie. Okay. I'll, I'll, I I while I love uh, Japan wrestling, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, all Japan, I'm not really 100% familiar with the talent in Dragon Gate at the moment, but I can see um. Kind of like, uh, I don't want to say AEW again, because we just had a big fight about but AEW bringing in New Japan guys. Something along those lines, bringing in a, a Dragon Gate, some Dragon Gate talent to face like a Myron Reed, or or maybe there's a super heavyweight that, can, that could fight with Mike uh, Perot, uh, something like that. So maybe uh, we'll, we'll, they'll, it's not going to be a, a huge influx of Japanese talent coming in. I think it'll just be, um, oh, guess who's coming uh, this week and th this talent will be here for two weeks, and then we won't hear about talent again for maybe two or three months, then another talent will come in. They'll gradually bring talent in. That's, that's how I see it happening. Okay. You don't see an invasion angle of any kind? Nah, the, the invasion angle, aren't they having an invasion angle right now with Azteca Underground anyway? Yeah, kind of, but really it's more or less just they're there. I, I still think the storyline of Aztec Underground and um, Contra, somewhere along the lines, those swords have to cross. And I would love to see promos between the two heads. I mean, we all well, we, we love Joseph Samael. Yeah, we know what we, he can do. We don't need an invasion angle. We, the that's big, been the biggest stable in, in Dragon Gate is red, real extreme diffusion. Mm -hmm. Um, so if there was gonna be an invasion angle, it would it would be probably red coming in. Uh, because they're the only ones that have like a bunch of members uh in their stable, kind of like an like a new Japan chaos kind of deal. Mm -hmm. There's just like half the fucking rosters in there. Um and I, I was just browsing the, the Dragon Gate roster similar to, to Lewis, I'm not too familiar with. I know Pac made his name there. Mm -hmm. uh, That's really the only one I know. That's the only interesting, I know about Dragon Gate. Yeah, interesting footnote. And I know, I believe a lot of wrestlers have wrestled. I think the Bucks have gone there. Like, I think a lot of people have gone through there. But interesting footnote, Dragon Gate USA was uh, closed and purchased by WWE in 2020. Hmm. So whatever presence they had in America is now owned by WWE. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's so a, that could that could be more uh is that what started the for rumors? them to team that with MLW? Started, do you think that's what started the rumors of uh, uh NXT and uh MLW working together? I mean, I I shared it because it was a fucking joke, but everyone took it literally, so I had to highlight that it was a joke because it clearly said in the picture Triple H's burner account, but everybody was like, It's a joke, fake news. I'm like, I know that's why I tweeted it for fuck's sakes. I know. I was like, it says <laughs> burner account, like come on, people. So do you think that's because they have they own Dragon Gate in the U.S. That that's what possibly started these rumors. So Dragon Gate kind of uh, started Dragon Gate unified with Evolve in 2011. That's how they. And got then it. they okay. they stopped running shows in 2015, and then WWE bought them last year. So it's like WWE just kind of seized on it, and I guess they got all the Evolve back catalog and all that stuff. So pretty uh pretty typical WWE move. Just of course. buy anybody who's moving in, if yeah. you can. If you can, if you can afford them. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that... Oh, Akira Tozawa. That's the other guy I knew that had gone through there. Akira Tozawa. Um, so it should be interesting. It should be really interesting. Uh, oh, and Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi, the current IWGP heavyweight champion, also went through Dragon Gate uh, because he was a freelancer long before. He has a great story. But anyways, back to MLW. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, if anything, with Dragon Gate. All right. So let's discuss uh, the match that I'm intrigued to see, uh, Battle Riot. Uh, this is yeah. like a Royal Rumble-style match, but it's a little different because you can pin, submit, 
or throw somebody over the top. So it adds layers to it. And we know being in the ECW arena in July, there's definitely going to be some surprises, probably some ECW legends coming back to make an appearance. It will happen because it's the house that ECW built. Um, legends aside, and the fact that the draft is only a couple more rounds, uh, I think there's one draft every week leading up. So we're looking at another three or four more rounds before July 10th hits. Anybody that may not be drafted that might get a shot. We all know, we already know the first entrant is Hammerstone and we already know who's going to win. It's going to be Hammerstone because that's yeah. the only way he can get through the gatekeeper yeah. clause. Well, it's the only way he can get through the gatekeeper clause. Let's, let's say he's going to win. We know that Hammerstone is going to go out there and do his, he's going to put everything on the line to win that match because he knows that's the only way he's going to get a title shot. Yeah. But I mean, we don't know who's going to win. Okay, so Hammerstone wins, and um... <laughs> yeah, I, I I hate to I hate to say it, but I agree with George. There, there's no way Robin's Hammerstone is going. Thank you. For fuck's sake, guys, kayfabe it. No, I can't kayfabe it. It's a two and there's a half no year storyline no that way we bitched about. Lose. We bitched we about know it. We know he's gonna win, but okay. So no. Hammerstone possibly ninety nine point nine 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 percent gonna win. There's a point one zero zero one percent chance. It's Corn Bauer. He can fucking swerve the shit out of all of us. You never he know. He swerved me a few times. But side note, so we know that Hammerstone's the first entrant. Anybody else that we we know is gonna get. I mean, majority of the roster is gonna get entered in. Um, that's a fact. But any surprises that we might see or any names that might pop up. Now we already. I'm gonna put this to rest now. And for anybody that's watching, anybody that's been released by WWE will not be contractually obligated to hit the July 10th show. So forget about it. So let's cross all those names off the list. But gentlemen, any surprises or any indie guys that you would like to see if you could throw in, because let's face it, the roster's not 60 people. This is going to hit, or this roster's not going to fill every spot. So any ideas? It's free free reign. Do your thing. Rob, you first. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be cool just because it's the ECW arena to have RVD pop up and do a couple spots in the battle riot. But I know his, uh, I'm pretty sure his booking fees are, are kind of up there. So I don't know if that's something they're going to splurge on for a, for a small spot. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of good people out there. Uh, anybody, any ECW legend, like you could see Tommy Dreamer pop up. You could see Rhino pop up. You could see, like, especially Impact guys, because Impact will let them work other shows. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, man. It could be. What if you see like guys like Sam, what if Sandman comes out with a candlestick and just starts blasting people for a couple minutes and then gets fucking tossed out? Like, who knows? It could be it could be just a free for all of old ECW guys. Court just could pull out all the stops and just have half the old roster coming out and do quick spots and get eliminated. I really like the concept for this match. Um, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's not like a Royal Rumble because it's it's more complex and there's because of MLW's roster, you know there's going to be more surprises than you would see on, say, a Royal Rumble. So this is a real, real interesting. And, you know, Contra Unit's going to be in this. Mm-hmm. They could be doing everything to keep Hammerstone from winning. Mm-hmm. You never know. Absolutely. Um, but I, what intrigues me the most about this match before I pass it off to Lewis is the fact that you can pin or submit somebody. Now, if that ring gets full, it'd be really hard to pin some. Actually, you know what? I don't see many people stopping somebody from pinning someone unless it's somebody in contra that's getting pinned that's the only real way i could see somebody stopping a pin or submission or like somebody that's in one of the factions that's there that's the only way i can really see it paying any 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 dues okay that's my ass on the ground guy i'm not gonna let him get pinned or submitted so i'll stop it but if it's somebody else that like if calvin tankman pins buku dow nobody's stopping that pin and and, and vice versa like obviously buku dow could not pin calvin tankman but we can hope um 
Lewis, any ideas on surprises or anybody you'd like to see pop up in Battle Riot? Actually, I'm, I'm looking at the Dragon Gate roster right now, and there's one guy on the roster that I didn't know was on the roster. Is a big, big name. Would be a great surprise. Mm-hmm. Ultimo Dragon. Yes. Ultimo Dragon would be a great surprise. He's a well-known name, especially here in the States. I think Ultimo Dragon would be a, gr- a great uh, surprise. And I, uh, I know Bobby Dragon. said... T- I know Bobby said Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I would almost guarantee that Tommy Dreamer is going to be there. I think he's allowed to wrestle for any promotion that he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think it's almost guaranteed Tommy Dreamer is going to be there. And what if um, what if they work out a deal with uh, WWE and a few NXT guys show up? I know it probably won't happen, but what if? What if? What if? What if? Could be okay, very. So let's go with the what if for a second. If that happens, give me two names in NXT you would like to see make an appearance about a riot. Um. Two names. Um, two names that I would like to see. Um, who are the, the grizzled vets? Um, who are those guys? Grizzled young veterans. Yes. Grizzled young yes. veterans would be yes. a. That would be good. Yeah. Very good. I like it. Okay. Uh, Bobby B. Any ideas on anybody uh, if that could happen? We're talking what if scenarios. There's a lot of great wrestlers in NXT, but just just because of kind of where their stories are going right now, I don't know if it'll happen. But I, I would think Austin Theory would be cool to see pop up. I'd like to see uh, Swerve pop up in there. Swerve is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about the gimmick they got I'm doing right now, but uh, even someone like Kushida. Oh yeah, Kushida yeah. would be would be cool. Extra well known in Japan, obviously. Um, but they all kind of have like storylines happening right now, so I'm not sure if they would they would pop up. Um, but I don't think it would be if anyone from NXT does go. I don't think it'll be like one of the bigger names. It'll be like and more of an NXT person rather than like a Finn Balor or uh, Adam Cole kind of thing. Right. What about what about Rocky Romero? You think Rocky Romero will be a? Uh... That'd be cool. Yeah, Romero's yeah. Romero's made appearances before on MLW. I don't see why he wouldn't be. Uh... Wouldn't be. So that's the thing, right? I mean, MLW's had working relationships uh, with New Japan for a long time. There have been New Japan guys that have appeared on MLW. So it's not unlike that we may see some New Japan guys also. Uh, I definitely know we are going to see some Dragon Gate names just because of the simple fact. And again, I apologize for saying All Japan. I don't know why I had it in my head. I just did. But Dragon Gate, there are some guys. There definitely are some. That's the only way. Really, this is the one match where they can work these Dragon Gate guys in to start making these appearances, to start this working relationship that they've, they've built together. And um, are we going to see... At any time during this draft, are we going to see any females get drafted into the roster? They talked about it before they they, they shut down, before they started up again in, in uh, November. Um, but they talked about it, getting a women's division together. We talked about it with Alicia on our last episode. It, it's overdue, in my opinion, in MLW. I'm very pro-women's wrestling, so I'm always going to support the women because I think they deserve it. But will they uh, start drafting any females in these last couple of rounds to start building up this women's division? Lewis? I can already see you're licking your lips, waiting to interrupt me. So go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. I never interrupt you, but uh, they the they should definitely. What's that? All the time. Okay. Go back they, and watch uh, any of the archives all the time. Okay. Okay. Can I can I talk now? Is it cool? Um, you can talk now. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think they should definitely get this women's division going, and there's one talent out there that they should make the centerpiece of the MLW women's division. Her name is Lefisto. Lefisto should be the face of the MLW women's division. I don't know why they don't have one right now, but they should definitely get one going and she should be the face of the MLW women's division. 100%.
I agree. I have no problems with that. I love Lufisto. I had her on the show on Straight Talk. She's fantastic talent. She's a great person. And uh, she's a sweetheart. And she's the, the goddess of hardcore. That's what I dub her. And I don't mm -hmm. disagree with that. So Also uh, a, uh, a pioneer mm -hmm. in the world of intergender wrestling. Like yep. she was, yeah. as far as I know, like the first one doing it pretty regularly. The only one doing it for a very long time before it started becoming, oh, I mean, this is kind of cool. We should try this. Yeah. Now you got, now you got MV Young just like tossing women off of stages. Like it's crazy how it's progressed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I agree um, with that. George, uh, I don't think they're, they're going to be drafting women on this draft. Okay. I don't think they're going to, that would be how they'll set up the division. If they set it up, it'll be like, they're going to have a, they're going to have a, a little core roster to work with and maybe some working relationships. But if we're talking MX, NXT, like they've got a pretty stacked women's roster. They can afford to send some people over for matches. I don't see why not. I'd love to see like the way pop up on MLW. You'd get Gargano Theory, you'd get Indy Hartwell, you'd get Candice LeRae right there. You've got some great wrestlers. But I know Johnny Gargano loves NXT and doesn't intend on leaving anytime soon. So I don't know if that would happen. Well, in the words of Triple H, right? I mean, WWE has the best women women's wrestlers in the business today. And if they're yeah. not there, they want to be there. So uh, and I, I had to, to throw it out. It was a segue. Get the fuck. I had yeah. to throw it out. I had to. And not to disagree with Lewis, because I, I think Lufisto would be amazing. Um, but if if I was court and I'm looking to sign somebody as the face of my women's division to make my women's division noticeable and uh, look real good, I'm signing Masha Slamovich. That was my number one pick that in our open draft. is a great, great pick right there. Absolutely fantastic pick. I'm only saying it's a great pick because you said it. If I had said it, he finally... No, I'm a big Slamovich fan. Uh, She's sorry. huge. I just want to put this on wax now. Masha Slamovich was my number one pick in the draft when we did our mock draft with Bo from Dirty Heels. I yeah, said Masha Slamovich you, from you didn't let me have her. Listen, we I both could have had her. Logs. We both could have had her. We both could have had her. I already had her in my head. That was where it was going the whole time. I let you have Lee Moriarty. I didn't fight you on it. I did not fight yeah, you. Yeah, because I picked him first. Masha, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind that AEW or WWE, for that matter, has not signed Masha. She's got so much personality. She's so good in the ring. She will beat the fuck out of anybody. Like, I, I cannot believe nobody's picked her up. The only thing I, I can assume is like, she just maybe doesn't want to get signed right now. She likes doing, she's in Japan. She's here. She's there. Cali, whatever. But Hey, wherever she goes, she would be a huge lift. Mm -hmm. 100%. I mean, impact wrestling, they had her have two matches, I think in 2019. And they just, they didn't bother with her, which is a huge mistake. She should definitely be on a major roster right now. I agree with 100%. you. 100%. I don't 100%. know why. I don't know why she's not. Man. I don't know why she's not. A lot of companies have screwed up with uh, with the way that they they presented her and the way that they booked her. And um, right now, I think she's she's just getting her calendar is full every weekend. She's at a show every weekend. She's doing something. So I definitely think that if you're going to make somebody the, the fate, but you know what? You, there's nothing wrong with having the torch being passed. So you can still work that idea where you have Lufisto, you have Masha, and then you have them, you know, match it up. And then at the end of that match, you have that show of respect. Lufisto handing over the torch saying, you got it. And maybe Lufisto becomes a manager and guides her through the roster and helps her kill it to become the first ever MLW Women's Champion. I mean, there's a lot of ways to work that. So neither idea is bad. I agree with both. One a little bit more than the other for obvious age differences and reasons. And, and that Masha was my pick. But I do agree with, with both sides there. I was nice. I was They'd nice. They'd both be solid, no doubt. Seven and a half minutes left, and I was completely nice. Final couple questions, and we'll wrap it up. The storylines that are starting in July, we know are going to um, – they already 
they wrapped up a lot of storylines in the season finale. I, I, I said it with Rob season finale was one of the, the best one, the best episodes of this year. In my opinion, I loved how everything got tied up in a nice little neat bow and they started the new storylines. Uh, any ideas where you guys think these storylines are going to pick up right where they left off? Or are we going to work the crowd back in? Cause there may be, like I said, there's going to be a lot of new eyes on MLW come July 10th. Lewis, you first. Okay, I was gonna say, Bobby, you go first. Uh, but no, I think it's gonna pick up, pick up right when they left off. Um, Gina Medina attacking Richard Holiday. I think I wouldn't. I'd be shocked if they don't have a match on July 10th. Uh, I don't know. Matt, the only battle riot's been announced right now. They haven't announced any matches yet, right? Just battle riot, yes, sir. Yeah. So I think uh, I think they'll go right into the right into the storylines. I don't think there'll be any waiting. Um, I. Th- Richard Holiday's got to get his revenge against uh, Gina Medina. And I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Alicia Toot seemed, to, I want to point this out, she seemed a little concerned for Richard Holiday. For someone who hates Richard Holiday, she seemed a little concerned about Richard Holiday getting attacked. I don't know if you noticed that. We did, and we addressed uh, it on the interview. We uh, asked her, and okay. she said, "She said, you know, at the end of the day, she doesn't want to see anybody from the roster be hurt." Okay. Um, she did get a. She said, "She said she did get a little of enjoyment, the fact that it was Richard, but also okay. didn't appreciate the comments right before his head got slammed, which was, I didn't quit. I got fired. I didn't get fired. I quit, bitch.' So she didn't appreciate that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. But um, I, I believe that um, I believe that those two men are going to definitely be in battle riot." I think they're going to get a spot in Battle Riot, which will eventually lead to a match uh, in the following weeks. I don't think that match will be announced right off the hop. I think the best way to do it is to have those two find a spot in Battle Riot to kind of shit talk, then knock each other, and maybe they both eliminate each other, and the fight just carries on in the back. That's why I could kind of see that working, which would lead ultimately to the match. But um, okay. I uh, again, it's, it's not a bad idea if they were to have a match right off the hop, but I think you've got to build. It's been a steady build, and the only way the build ends, unfortunately, uh, I think that the Caribbean Championship is going to change hands, but that's just my opinion. Nothing against Richard Holiday. I just think Gino's going to find a way to take it from Richard. Uh, Bobby, your thoughts on how the storylines are going to work out when July 10th drops? Uh, nobody's taking that, that title off of Richard Holiday. There's, there's nobody dynastic enough to, <laughs> to penetrate that layer. He's not of on the show. Air. Stop pandering, for fuck's okay. sakes. He's, he's the most uh, electrifying talent in MLW. So <laughs> Gino Medina had to resort to a dastardly sneak attack. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen. Holiday will get his revenge. You're, you're, and it's not in the ring in court. You're a huge Holiday fan, aren't you? Well, I, I just appreciate, you know, talent. And I recognize, like, real talent. So it's, it's you know, and I do not condone Alicia's comments towards Richard, but I, I respect her. So she's she, okay. we always like having her on the show. But, uh, yeah, I think the storylines are going to continue slow build, typical Cora Bauer style. We're not going to give you matches for no reason. We're going to give you storylines and we're going to draw them out. Like, show me another promotion where they've had a champion for 700 days recently. No. Uh, NXT, but only... Only, or not NXT, sorry, uh, NWA, only because of really COVID, to be honest with you. Right, uh, so. right. So, so Jig, like, it, it's, I, I think it's just going to be more slow burn. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Holiday and Medina. We're going to see Azteca Underground and everybody against everybody. Uh, it's, it's, I'm looking real forward to, to this upcoming season. Like, uh, and, and I've gotten so many people in on MLW now. I'm like, are you guys watching MLW? This is what's going on. And they're all like, really? No, I don't. I've never really watched it. July 10th picks back up. Start watching it. I can't fucking wait. Absolutely. The countdown is on for sure. And a couple other points I wanted to point out. Uh, Savio Vega, I thought he died, but apparently he got drafted. He's back. So uh, apparently reincarnation is a thing. And also considering that everyone keeps mentioning Conan 
um, Aramis and Aries both mentioned Conan as fixtures in their careers. Uh, would not be a shocker to see Conan make an appearance. And again, he's, Conan he's was somebody that Conan was somebody that also kayfabe because we got to keep it kayfabe for Rob here. Kayfabe died on MLW. These two guys both kayfabe died and still yet still breathing. So I, so, I don't know on. how they're going to tie those in, but here we go. Confirmed for Battle Riot. Hammerstone, Von Erichs, Contra Unit, Richard Holiday, Davey Richards, Tom Lawler, Dominic Guarini, Kevin Koo, Myron Reed, King Muertes, Cesar Duran, Conan, and more. So he's confirmed. He'll be in there. So, I mean, I guess reincarnations are a thing. Selena Vega yeah, effectively yeah. had both of these men well, killed. But well, maybe, maybe, maybe Savio Vega is a, a zombie. Maybe they're going to go the zombie route. And then that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would hey, be I mean, if we are reincarnating people, reincarnate wrestlers. I'm down with that. Absolutely. Why not? It's MLW. Anything can happen. As always, guys, don't forget to be sure to check out all the socials as we are going to drop one every week or we, every two weeks leading up to uh, the July 10th kickoff of the new season for mlw i want to thank my current podcast life partner who we are going to fight off the air because we both have things to say uh uncle bobby b shout out your socials because we got less than a minute and then lewis then i'll say goodbye the real uncle bobby b on instagram that's where you find me lewis we got less than a minute so make it quick Okay, I'll just uh, just my Twitter is at shooting up north uh, on Twitter and Alliance Pro Wrestling Network YouTube channel. You go. Perfect. Guys, you all know mine, Straight Talk Everywhere, and uh, the YouTube is Straight Talk where you can find MLW Rewind. That's it for me, my podcast life partner, and the second oldest man on the planet. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time.